good YouTube. It's your boy Boogie3988 coming to you live through the power of the internet. Welcome to the PG Wrestling Retrospective. Skirt, 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 indeed, my friend. I am joined here on this journey through the chronological. I'm joined on this chronological journey through the PG era, through wrestling's least celebrated era, with my boy Jack. J boy. And I am Lewis. You're no. I'm joined by you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm in Who, charge here. Whose house is this? Mine. Oh, fucking no, it's Not again. And they won't know if it actually is or not. <laughs> I say audio only. Brody will know. Brody will know. He believes me. So today, we are here to cover probably the, the fucking simultaneously best and worst show we've covered so far. I it's, don't know about that. Best all around. Uh, Best all up. It's the Survivor Series, boy. Wait, Survivor Series. Yeah. I watched SummerSlam. You what? No. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm hosting a goddamn national television show. <laughs> you confused me because I'm still hungover, so I'm like, wait, what? what I, I watched the wrong one, man. <laughs> Fuck off. I've got different notes. Oh, no. These aren't my notes. Wait, I thought this was No notes? Way Out 2009. Oh, no. It's Um, No, this is the Survivor Series 2008. It but is. before we begin, I have to mention something that I forgot to mention in the last episode. Oh, okay. About the lovely... Mike Adamley. This happened on the 800th episode of Raw, so the same one oh, where... Oh, so no one's seen it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I'll, I'll probably, like, stick the segment in right here. Shane, before you uh, continue, there's something that I, I need to say. You know, since the very beginning of Raw, whoever has been in charge has had an agenda. Some good, some bad. Some good, some bad. But I wanted to be different. I wanted to become the first general manager to reign neutral, not to take a side. That's what I intended to do. I didn't want to take a side. And I think that's one of the things that kind of made me special. Unfortunately, unfortunately, one of the things that happens in this business You ready? You ready? I'm not going to let it happen to me. I'm definitely not going to happen to me. I'm not going to let it happen to me. I'm getting a little emotion here, Shane. You know, unfortunately, last week, I let Randy Orton guess, get the best of me. I slapped him in the face. And in doing so, I became the very thing I didn't want to become. I don't want to go down that road. This job corrupts. And I don't want to let that happen to me. That's why that's why, as of this moment right now, 
I am resigning as the general manager of Raw. Basically, Mike Adam Lee, like, the previous week, for some reason, because he's a fucking idiot, slapped Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. And, and he was like, ah. And Randy was like, now listen here, Shane and Stephanie. Either Mike Adam Lee goes... Or I go. <laughs> and they actually built it up like, oh my god, are they going to fire Mike oh, Adam? Oh no. So, Randy comes out and Shane comes out and they're like doing their shit, like talking to each other type of deal. Yeah. And then Mike Adam Lee comes out to the uh, to the Raw theme because he didn't have a theme song. So, yeah. so we just say, give it up. I just want to be, want to be loved. And he comes out and he cuts... The worst promo I think I've well, ever. To be heard. fair, he was probably in early stages of dementia. Yeah, but like it's it's so funny. Like he, he <laughs> it's so funny that he, he was in dementia. No, he literally goes <laughs> halfway through. He literally turns to Shane and goes, "Are you ready?" <laughs> and Shane's just like, "Microphone, microphone," <laughs> and he goes, "I'm so emotion." I'm so emotion. So emotion. I'm sorry, I'm so emotion. And he quits. So the era of Adam Lee is over. over. By God. The age of Adam Lee. The age of Adam Lee. <laughs> it, it shocked me more than when the streak ended. It probably actually would, though. Nah. The streak of Adam Lee. <laughs> it's on his pants. Alright. Oh, oh. That was well that's funny. inappropriate. Alright, so... Survivor Series, we start off with, holy fucking shit, John Cena's back, and we- John Cena. For 22 years, it's been all about survival. Welcome to the Survivor Series! Tonight, the tradition continues. suffered a severely herniated disc and will be out indefinitely. This could be the moment you've been waiting your whole life to show the world the cards are holding. Time and time again. 
every fairy tale on Raw has ended the same way. Me holding the world championship high above my head. I'm gonna beat you, Cena, and I'm gonna show you that not every story has a happy ending. presents the 22nd annual WWE Survivor Series. I love Survivor Series. Yeah, but... Best, alright, for my oh, money, oh, okay. the best, like, pay-per-view of the year, if it's, like, a good one. Like, a good Survivor Series beats a good Royal Rumble for me. No, a good Royal yeah, Rumble no. beats a good, uh, like, a good Survivor no. Series. Survivor anyway. Series? Even, a, even a good Money in the Bank pay-per-view beats a no. good... Survivor Series. Survivor Series is so historic, and I love the match so much that it hasn't, I would say, it hasn't been done well the last few years. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But, like, looking at this one, and looking at, like, the 2009, even looking back to, like, the 80s and 90s, the Survivor Series back then, I think that this is, like, the highest potential pay-per-view outside of, like, WrestleMania. I think you're wrong, but let's move right. on. Because we've got to see teams of five strive to survive, my friend. So, you click play on Survivor Series 2008, yeah. John Cena's face pops up. Whoa. And it's and it's just like, John Cena was taken out of action, and it's been like 20 years since he wrestled, and I'm just like, oh. this. The interesting thing about this like opening promo thing is that like everyone's seen the picture of Cena when he was a kid with the paper, like... That's the, like the paper. only picture yeah. they use. But they actually, that's that's what I was thinking. But this time around, they actually used some footage and photos that I've never seen before or since of this. Yeah, it's like shit of like, him like backyarding. Yeah, like, like throwing a football and stuff. And I was like, whoa, this this has not surfaced anywhere. So that's interesting, I guess. Well, the, the reason they only really used the paper championship one, from what I understand, was that Cena was a fan when he was a kid. And then he, like, wasn't a fan for a long time. Oh, it sounds like you, oh... I was like, my non-fandom lasted for about eight months. That's <laughs> about it. Just this this little period here, and then boom, I was back into it. But yeah, they, they build up John Cena like he almost died, like... Yeah, pretty much. Ah, uh, fucking oath. And then... And then halfway through, boom, Chris Jericho's theme cuts in. Hello, I am Chris Jericho. And basically, he's just like, every fairy tale on Raw has ended with me with the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. So I'm going to shit on this one too. But like, he makes some valid points in there. He's like, I'm not going to let John Cena just walk back in and disrespect me like that. Like, Oh, don't worry about it, Chris. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, you'll have great fun at the WrestleMania wrestling a bunch of 50-year-old fucks. Yeah, that's lit, though. That's actually lit. It's match. lit, but, like, I still think they could have gotten a Mania main event out of Jericho as a heel in this period. They did, next year. One of the four main events. What do you mean, main event? He wrestled Chris Jericho... He wrestled Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, that's not... It's not the main event unless it goes on last. All right. So he he didn't get the main event the next year when it was Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in Michaels retirement match. No one else was. No, getting no, that I main was event. thinking twenty five, like WrestleMania twenty five. They could have done 
Jericho the Cena. The World Heavyweight Championship didn't even get the main event in WrestleMania 25. No, the WWE one yeah, did. But was, I st- yeah, but Randy Orton versus Triple H was never getting bumped from the last match <sighs> spot. Well, you There's probably... no way Jericho would have ever had the main event at WrestleMania 25, even if he was wrestling with Cena for mm. the title. His last one with Triple H fucking sucked, but like... Yeah. Well, we'll get into this hilarious pay-per-view as... You know, SmackDown vs. Raw 2009 brings to you Survivor Series live from Boston. Yeah, Survivor- SmackDown vs. Raw brings us Jeff Hardy found unconscious in a hotel. <laughs> they cut right to Jim Ross. It was an uncomfortable. Abrupt and uncomfortable. It, it fucking, it gave me weird reminiscent shit did. of the Owen Hart thing. Yeah, it, it did. It gave me weird reminiscent shit of the Brian Pillman thing. They, this actually... For, I'll give WWE their credit. This actually feels like real shit happening. Yeah, but it's... it's and a lot of the commentary during the night is weird. Like, oh, Abaddon and Serrani. We'll get to that later. We'll get we'll get to it after we talk treat, about it. Yeah. I don't know. They treat the whole Jeff Hardy thing as real, and it comes across as real. And I, possible drug, like, relapse yeah, they treat it because as. Because JR at the start, he says this has been covered by, like, ABC, CBS... Was it covered by, like... NBC. Yeah, no, that's what they said... And then at the end, he's like, oh. and WWE.com. I'm like, oh shit, like, not having, like, the knowledge that we have now 10 years yeah. later. I'd be like, damn! The, this, this was voted by the Wrestling Observer newsletter readers as this year's most disgusting promotional tactic. I don't think it was disgusting, but... I, I think it's... It's not... No way is it... Uh, it's a little bit on the fucking nose, though. <laughs> Like, no, I think it's just... I think it's interesting. Um, you don't think it's a little bit disrespectful to, like, dead wrestler boys? Not really. It's just a. It's just an angle done quite well to make it seem like it's real. It's not disgusting. No, it's so. like the thing I don't like about it mostly is it's a fucking bait-and-switch, and I'm not a big fan of a bait-and-switch unless it's good. Sure, but I don't think that makes it disgusting. No, I, I, thought, I thought it was just, like, weird. Yeah. No, but, it's weird, but in, like, a good experimental way. I, I guess... But now we get to the fucking traditional Survivor Series tag match, boys. Boy, Team HBK versus Team JBL. Uh, Team HBK consists of HB Shizzle, my boys Crime Time, and newly turned babyface Kali Kisscam. The Punjabi playboy. The Greta Kali. So we never have to worry about him in the main event ever Oh, end. thank Christ. And we get to see Rajin sing as a babyface just running yeah. around being like, yeah, boys, the Greta Kali. <laughs> and the team rounds out with Booyaka Booyaka. 69, eh? Rey Mysterio. Oh, Rey Mysterious, fresh off his clean win over fucking Kane. Yeah, and opposing them in the other corner. Oh. Team JBL, JBL, uh, the Miz and Morrison, the dirt sheet, if you, the if you will, crowd. MVP, and fucking Kane, yeah, boy, I, th- I still think it would Backing be, Kane's fucking shit heel just thrown in the mid card wherever phase, <laughs> see, I thought it would have been well for oh, you, isn't they it had... now, oh, shots fired, no, he's, he's man now, he's Matt Kane, he's great, right. yeah, Republican oh, Kane, I'm not gonna see the, uh, the him. greatest Royal Rumble thing, right? They announced the first five wrestlers for it. Oh, Chain is one of them. What? It, oh, no. The, have you seen the five wrestlers? No. It's Seth Rollins, Kane, um, Bray Wyatt. I can't remember the last one, but the other one that I remember is The Big Show. Like, The Big Show oh, that's man. like meant to be retired, Big no, Show. No, he, he literally just re-signed for like five fucking years. Yeah, no. Like, what the fuck? 
Anyway, so the point is that so Bray Wyatt's coming back in his current gimmick because oh. from the Lake of Reincarnation thing, who's going to wrestle that way in Saudi Arabia? Ugh. The Big Show's coming out of retirement. I think it's like Finn Balor's the other one. Oh, yeah. And then... My boy. Kane is wrestling there in Saudi Arabia. Four days later, is his election. Fucking Christ. Like, how much money must they be raking in from this? From, from well, it's Saudi fucking Arabia. Because you think four days so. before the election, yeah. he's going to be in Saudi Arabia wrestling <laughs> in a Fuck Royal me. Rumble. Wait, he's going to get eliminated like... Halfway through, like not even like you know who's, you know who's not going to be in this Saudi Arabia Royal Rumble match. Oh no, it's John Cena, I think. Okay. I don't know. Do you, do you know who's not going to be in this Who? match? Any women? Yeah, Saudi Arabia. No, but they had women there earlier in the year. It was no, a... they had a they had them in. Uh, it was Abu Dhabi, I think. Okay, and and, and even then they had to wrestle in full yeah, body. Yeah, no, that was wild. That was. I was like, hey, Sasha. Hey, Sasha. Hey, hey, hey. Fucking Abu Dhabi. We want women to be like in skin tight clothing all the time. Yeah. Boys. Fucking Christ. Do you, I? I don't know if we have time to have an ethical discussion about having a show in Saudi Arabia whilst touting women's revolution. But um, hey, the part of the revolution is getting like momentum in those countries. Yeah. Women are wrestling there. Like WWE hadn't had a match there with women before, and now they've had one with women. So it's just oh, they had a- the revolution in different countries has to start mm. in different places. I just I just still remember I the bad it- optics of like Abu Dhabi show once, and they were like, "Hey, Darren Young, probably don't come to this show because you'll get fucking murdered because <laughs> it's Abu fucking Dhabi." Yeah, but like I'm like I'm saying, different people in different places believe different things. So if you want to start momentum, it starts at different places. I can That's understand. all. Can we talk about the best commentary ever on this fucking... We can. So, Jack, what would you say is interesting about the commentary team on this match? I think it's a fucking, like, mess. <laughs> it's a goddamn clusterfuck. So you think, like, it's a Survivor Series thing. I think it's Raw Boys and SmackDown Boys. And you... ECW Boys? Yeah, yeah, because Morrison and Miz are there. Yeah. So it's like, maybe you just get, like... Just pick a team. Yeah, just pick a team, and then the other team can do, like, the yeah, other this, match. Yeah, there's three matches. Yeah. Have your team do each match. Instead, they opt for three announced table, three announced teams of two people each, all commentating on the match. At once. What the fuck were like, they thinking? They're not even all on the same announced table. It's no. The, it's the classic three announced tables at ringside set up, and they're just paired off. But they're all commentating at once. It's insane. I think literally, like, I think it was Matt Stryker or one of them just goes, oh, fuck, I wonder how... It was JR, he's like, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. Yeah, uh, no. Like, they keep trying <laughs> to talk and then the other people talk over, but you can't... The thing is that if you've got a lot of people on one announced table, you can kind of make it work because you can see, like, physical cues when someone's about to say something. Yeah. But if Matt Stryker's down one end of, like, ringside... And then fucking Taz is down the other end of ringside. Taz can't see when Matt Strike is about to say no. some dumb shit. So, like, I think what they tried to do with this was have the specific teams commentate on the actions of their brand's wrestlers, which doesn't fucking work because there's, like, because two ECW guys in there for the ECW. Yeah, <laughs> so the it e- doesn't work because half the commentators are, like, colour commentators. So they're yeah. there to, like, insert colour... And so the play-by-plays can work. That's a very mean way to refer to Taz, by Oi, the way. hey, hey. <laughs> so, but yeah, it doesn't work because a lot of people have the same job. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's fucking odd. So I'm going to, you know, run through this match the best way that I possibly can. So 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no, all right. Yeah? I like this. When oh, okay. Kang comes out, everyone, King does his, when the flames go up, he's like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Your King impressions are so fucking weird. Wow! Ooh! <laughs> 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 shit, audio's just fucking spiking. And so, and he does that, and then while he's, d- like, doing this, Matt Stryker is, like, introducing them all, because apparently Matt Stryker got the job of, like, on commentary, introducing them all as they came down and talking about them. And so King's <sighs> squeaking while Stryker's trying to be, like, <laughs> eloquent, and so he's, like, he's been like, here comes the cryptic and always, ah! like, always macabre Kane. And King's just like, oh! <laughs> In the middle of his say like, macabre. It's so fucking... <laughs> macabre is one way to describe Kane. I would describe him as a big, bald fuck. <laughs> basically. Alright, so, basically, MVP and Ray start off back and forth. They do fly-by shit, tag to JTG, cool shit, and then MVP... Wow, this is great listening. They do flippy shit, it's not bad. And then, then, because it's a Survivor Series match, they have to be like, oh, eliminate, oh, eliminate. Oh, eliminate, basically, because it's the first one. So so MVP eliminates Jate Hedge with the drive-by. Rest in... Yeah, why would they get rid of Jate Hedge? He's great. And then Carly... straight afterwards... (laughs) Cully, newly aphasious, comes in and, like, brain chops him. Bop. And oh, MVP's good. gone. Pins him on with a foot, I guess. Yeah. Because he can't... Because he can't... Well, no, like we were saying before, I've never seen Great Cully, like, pin someone. He probably. can, he can, but it's... I'm sure it's just very uncomfortable yeah. for him. He just has to step on them. Ugh. It's, it's cringy just watching him wrestle. Um, Kane and Carly do their... Do, like, a Big stare. man. Big man. Big boys. So they just start doing shit, and then... Ray gets tagged in and Ray jumps off Carly, splashes That Kane. was really... Oh, but it was when I think Jail was saying, oh, shades of Andre the Giant and Superfly snooking around. Oh, there. no. Oh, that didn't edge well. I was doing shades of Jimmy Snooker. Just murdered, his, murder murdered his, his mistress. Not his wife. Come on, Well, man. yeah, but I don't think Ray He's a Christian. He only murders his mistress. <laughs> uh, so Ray eliminates Kane and then... Morrison comes in. Morrison, I th- this whole match is just being a Shawn Michaels knockoff. Like, oh, but he's really fucking. Good he's at really it. good, but like, I think it's part of the gimmick because he beat yeah. last week, last week ten years ago, <laughs> he beat uh, HVK or something. Or with, yeah, D- it, was with, like, it was like DX. No, it was like it was, um, it was Ray and match, HBK. Yeah, yeah and, and he, he won with Sweet Chin Music. Yeah, he did so the super- they're like trying to get across that he's literally just. Being a ripoff of Shawn Michaels, it would it would make it would be more interesting if they didn't kind of already do this sort of storyline with Jericho like a couple months yeah. ago. Yeah, you know. I think it's different though because, um, in the ring, John Morrison is a can be a lot more like oh, HBK. Yeah. Like, like Jericho can obviously do the lion soldier and like stuff off the top rope and that sort of thing, but it's not really in Jericho's arsenal or not. 2008 Jericho, maybe in like the early 2000s he could. Long hair like, Jericho. Long hair Jericho, shit. yeah. But like flippy stuff, elbows off the top rope a lot, and stuff like switching music. Mm. I think it suits John Morrison a lot more than Jericho 2008. Mm. John Morrison's cool. really good. Yeah, it's good to be able to see the in ring style performed by someone even if they did the copy storyline mm. like recently this feud lasted all of until the next week when hbk got his heat back and fucking beat him oh speaking of hbk did you see he cut off his hair yeah and i was That's like why. and i was like man i haven't really been looking at you closely because you're fucking balding like well he had corbin hair before yeah. and i was like oh i guess it's no nah, i Michaels. still like something 
Yeah, now hair. he just looks like a fucking old man. Yeah, no. He, I, like, Triple H's thing kind of worked when he cut off his hair, and now he looks grizzly and terrible. I still think he should have long hair, though. Oh, but it's um, so funny seeing him in interviews when it's not wet, and it just looks like someone took, like, Tory Wilson's hair and put yeah. it on top of him. Alright, so, fucking... So, Ray eliminated game. Morrison comes in. I think it was Matt Stryker calls him a five-tool player. <laughs> I don't know so what that means. No, he said... He, uh, I should have written this down because I was thinking about this as hilarious. But he was like, he can, uh, he can high fly, he can mat wrestle, he can talk, he can like well, act. Talking and acting is debatable with John Morrison. <laughs> and then there was something else. And then afterwards, uh, Jagger's like, I don't know anyone that would want to be called a tool. And King was like, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Why is Lola all of a sudden coked up Paul Bearer? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I literally, for a second, I'm like... That was hilarious. Are they insinuating he takes, like, five dicks? Like, what the fuck, (laughs) man? So... Seven tools of the bandit, boys. Alright, yep. I don't even know what the fuck that was. So, shit happens, um... And then eventually, like... Shit happens with Uh, Miz and... Yeah, uh, well, JBL... JBL's fighting outside the ring with Ray, And then... Ray... It's the fuckiest thing. And I suppose this is what kind of... Vaguely leads into their WrestleMania match if you want to go that route, but I don't think it really did. But Ray, like, kind of vaguely pins him down outside. I don't know how JBL gets pinned outside by Ray and runs into the ring, and then JBL gets counted out to get eliminated, which I thought was weird. Well, that well, that's like the oh yeah, he gets counted out like second to last, which is yeah. But we go, we've Just got to, we've got to talk about how Miz eliminates Shad with. The greatest finisher of all time. The reality check. Uh, Skull crushing finale's way better. Eh, they're pretty good. And then um, JBL's in for a while. Audible you can't wrestle chance for JBL, not for Carly. Crazy. They did it for JBL, (laughs) not Carly. Insanely loud. So JBL eventually gets fucking counted out, as you mentioned. And then John Morrison goes for a super kick. HPK avoids it, super kicks him. Sole survivors and winners are. Kali, Mysterio, HBK. It was just all Team HBK apart from Crime Time got eliminated. And Rajin Singh. Racism. He's there being like, oh, oh. Yeah, boys. Yep. For the racism, they they prefer Indians over black dudes. I don't know. <laughs> so Punjab, playboy. We cut to backstage. Oh, no. The Sh- King of Kings, the game, Triple H. Bunter Burst Belmsley. Being interviewed by the Eve. beautiful Eve Ooh. Torres. She looked fucking fine. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's amazing they didn't do, like, that much. Because, like, you know she's, like, part of the Gracie family. Yeah, no. She, she does I don't know if she's married to... She one married she's in. Still, yeah, yeah, but I don't know if she's, like, married or still dating or fiancé. Either. Anyway, yeah. No, because, well, her name's Eve Torres Gracie now oh, on Instagram. Hilarious. So, like, ah. <laughs> Probably, you're right. Plus, I, know, fucking, I, wasn't, I didn't get an invite to the um, wedding. Oh, fucking Christ. I would cry at that <laughs> So, Triple H is... goes. He does, like, his... Well, everybody has their own opinion about what happened. To Jeff. Yeah, about (laughs) Jeff possible drug overdose. And it was cool. He was like, Jeff scratched and clawed his way here. And even with a setback, I'm sure he'll scratch and claw his way here later. But this is the match that was meant to happen, that the WWE universe wants to happen. Oh, no. Triple H versus Vladimir Kozlov. He literally says, maybe the match that should have just happened in the first place. We'll get to it later. This match should never have fucking happened. Uh, I kind of like the finish. Don't hate me. I, the finish is good, but you have to get... We'll get... We'll get... Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there, boys. Now, 
We go to our token. Divas are being used for about five minutes and not in a Halloween costume contest. Oh, that's my favorite. Five on five. Survivor Series traditional match. Smackdown versus Raw. Uh, not Smack- 2009. <laughs> Smackdown consists of The Undertaker's wife, Michelle McGool. Uh, the Miz's wife, Maurice. Oh. Tyson's kid's wife, Natalia. <laughs> These are all like future wives, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Natty, oh, no. Natty was... dated Tyson for like, since her like when 12. When did Michelle McCool get married to the Undertaker? Uh, not that, not as like recent as you think. So I remember it was during the incapacity, vegetative state thing. Remember? Okay. Yeah, he yeah. got married during that. Okay. Yeah. Mike Kanellis' wife, Maria. Canelo. And then, oh. I don't know if Victoria's married to anyone, but she's also in the team. I have no clue. She's she's cool. She's not dressed as a banana. Versus Team Raw. Uh, Edge's wife, Beth Phoenix. <laughs> um, uh, Candice Michelle, Julian Kelly Kelly, and Mickey James. Mm, can I give you my favourite? Lawler is a horrible, horrible misogynist line oh, of the night. All right. It was... And I quote... Kelly's clothes are like barbed wire. <laughs> oh yeah, wire. yeah. I didn't get. I didn't get this. I didn't understand it. Kelly's clothes are like barbed wire. They protect the property, but they don't obstruct the view. I want to die. I don't get it because it does obstruct some of the view. Also, Kelly is not property. She is a woman. <laughs> she is a woman. <laughs> Holy shit! That was so. This, this match was, was in fucking Julian's bad. She can't sing phase. Did she get to sing? No. No. She just... She just had the little microphone and she was like, I'm not gonna sing. That was a good game. Candice Michelle is pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I didn't know that Victoria and Natalia were like a tag team. They both come out to Natalia's music and like the name thing at the start is like Natalia and Victoria. I guess maybe they're like, hey, these women like aren't like... Don't like have ginormous fake tits. They just have ginormous regular tits. Fucking stick them in a tag team because they're not like slags. Out of context quotes. (laughs) Don't you dare (laughs) anything I say in context either. Um, So do you want to take this match? Because I fucking died in the. All right. So (laughs) the start is Michelle. I think the gimmick of this match is that SmackDown just mostly hates each other. So Michelle McCool's the captain. Uh, Beth Phoenix is the captain of Raw. Mm. Um, and so Michelle McCool goes in and Beth Phoenix goes in and they kind of like stare each other down and Maurice takes herself in and Michelle McCool's like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, it's like, get off me. And then Maurice shoves her back. And so McCool like fucking, um, gets smashed off like the ring apron. And then, Uh, they start, like, fighting in the ring, Team Smackdown, and then it gets, like, broken up by Natalia or something. Like, alright, alright, it's cool. And then, on commentary, Jay's like, looks like the girls have been having too much caffeine today. (laughs) (laughs) That, that'll go down as, like, another, like, kind of vaguely sexist line, along with Booker T's, they're women. All women hate each other. Yeah, quack, quack. <laughs> shuck it, shuck it. Holy shit. Um, this was not in my fave five. This was in my fave five. Don't this match? No. <laughs> I was going to say, so... I'll... I don't have, like... I don't record who gets eliminated. Like, All right, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to list... D like Lewis. But... All right, I'm just going to list off eliminations, and you, you tell me if anything was interesting about this match. All right, we'll, we'll go... All right. Alright. Yeah. Kelly eliminates Victoria with well, a Hurricane right. Runner. Yeah? Victoria's alright. Victoria's in the Run. ring first, right? Because 
Then Maurice takes her to Victoria, and she just kind of throws, like, a tantrum a lot, and I think that's her gimmick, is that she's just a big meme, like, (laughs) with the peanut butter jelly time thing, and, like, the, uh, and I can see why she left the company, really, because she's being treated horrifically. Can't you just say that with most of the women in this match? (laughs) Like, I can see why they left at some point. I can't, I can't for the life of me see why Natalia stayed in this goddamn company. Poor, poor woman. Um... Maurice eliminates Kelly with something. Yeah, it was kind of just a hit. I don't know. Kelly is made of glass, confirmed. Yeah, basically. Why, but barbed wire around glass doesn't matter. There's a lot of roll-ups in this match, which is interesting, and that's how most of them get eliminated. The only actual, like, finish... I think Mickey hits the DT, and Beth Phoenix hits the Glam Slam, but apart from that, I don't recall any... Like, finishes, which well, is weird. It's all just roll-ups. Mm, yeah, I was going to say, because, like, Mickey eliminates Michelle with McDT, yeah. and then Maurice, Maurice eliminates Mickey with a shit roll-up. Yeah, it's all just roll-ups in, like, some weird mat work. Well, the thing is that they're all, like... It's, like, the women try to show off by doing those, like, fancy pinning combinations where, they, like, flip over the opponent and Yeah, but they into can't it. really do it properly. Yeah, like, uh, Maurice... Uh, not Maurice, uh, Michelle McCool gets out of a pin from, like, Mickey James, I think, by, like, trying to bridge up out of it, but she's not strong enough to bridge out of it. So oh, yeah! <laughs> so she kind of, like, rolls her arm over, and then they try again, and she bridges up out of it a second time. And uh, I was like, Ugh, just give up on that one, I think. That's that's fucking bad. Um, Candace hits her finishes a spear, I think. She eliminates Natalia with the spear. Yeah. I'd much that prefer Kate. Finisher. Caitlin's spear was pretty good. Okay, sure. Yeah, no, I like Caitlyn. Yeah, everyone, how can you not like Caitlyn? Um, fucking... It's just all roll-ups, really. Yeah, it's well, Maria Maria, Maria does the um the Owen Hart spot to um Jillian Hall. The, like, uh, they're on top of the shoulders and they do the victory roll-through for, yeah. the, for the pin. The, only the second... Oh, Marie, I think, is it Maurice or Michelle McCool actually does, like, a figure four, but without, like, turning around? To, mm. like, wrap the leg around. So, it ends up in a figure four, but without the theatrics of, like, spinning like spinning around to turn the leg around. Well, that sounds a bit shit. <laughs> it was, because all the crowd was like, oh, what's happening? And then she locked it in, and it was a figure four, and they're like, oh, woo, what? I guess. And oh, JR was like, Striker, what what hold is that? And Striker's like, uh, it looks like a modified figure four, King. <laughs> Bloody Matt. Matt Striker is earning his paycheck. <laughs> By the way, this is another six cop. Com- com- people and commentary class. Yeah, no, it's basically all. Of them. All of the all of the like tag matches have six blokes on commentary. So, so I bad. so I literally just had to kind of turn the volume down. <laughs> Why doesn't the network have a no commentary action? I would like. That'd be that cool, one. but the way they shoot it, it's meant to like have commentary on it. It'd be. It's not like um, mixed martial arts where you can watch without the commentary because all the camera cuts are designed to have commentary by oh. them. So if you. The only way it would work is if they just had, like, one kind of, like, large shot of the ring. I think that would work all right, and then no commentary. But as it stands, all, like, the cuts, you need, like, shit... You need someone describing it to you, because you can barely see what's happening with all the different cuts and that sort of thing. Okay. I can... I, that's actually really interesting. I have never thought about that. Yeah. Huh. Fun facts Fun with Jen. Um, okay. I'm going to give as much attention to Candace's elimination as Michael Cole did. Uh, Candace tapped out, I believe. That that was weird though. Yeah, what did she? she was, I would I didn't even fucking notice. What did she tap out? I to? think that was the figure four spot oh. from Maurice, and like no so one noticed. I didn't even notice either. They she like broke the hold, 
and she kind of cried out of the ring, but I didn't see her tap out. Like, yeah. I literally don't blame Michael Cole for that. I guess she tapped out because I didn't see it either. Do you reckon she fucked it up, or do you reckon it was production not getting a good shot of no, it? No, I think it was a decent shot of it. I think she just probably went like, like, I, you can't <laughs> Your, see His it's motion a, It's an is... audio-only podcast. I think she just probably, like, lightly slapped her shoulder or something. Okay, um, his motion for those, like, listening, it's, it's essentially like, do you remember in high school where people would make very off-color jokes about the mentally handicapped? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. No, but so I don't blame them for not getting it. All right, so shit happens. Um, your shit happens, and then Maurice gets hit with a glam slam. Yeah, it was... Beth uh, Phoenix. Beth Phoenix. The glamour's on. So survivor. Santino likes to nibble on her bicep. That's oh, the gimmick me. for today. That was, that was weird. Oh, by the way, Santino's not Intercontinental Champion anymore. Sa- It'd bum me out if it, if not for the Who fact... Did he lose it to? William Regal. Oh, that's right. Yep. He's a of man. Course. Fuck yeah, I love Regal. That's hilarious. I, we, I do wish they had have gone with the Santino thing or have William Regal do the honkometer. Why not? <laughs> it would have been well funny. So, yeah, this match was shit. Um, they put over the... Best oh, Michelle, Michelle McCool got squashed. So she's the Divas champion. She got eliminated, like, first. <laughs> like, squashed. Ah, oh, brand new title, boys. Gotta get that belt over. Big fucking butterfly. <laughs> uh, so, we cut to... Oh, uh, Todd Grishoy's interview with everyone's fake, favorite secret psychopath, Matt, Matt freaking Hardy. Hardy. Oh, boys. This was... Fucking horrible. It's weird because Matt's just like... So, Todd's just like, can you, like, tell us what happened? And Matt was just like, yeah, doctors say he got hit in the back of the head with a blunt object. Mm. And then Todd's just like, can you, like, tell us how this happened? He's like, ah, drugs. And he's like, um, no, not really. This is... Jeff is questionable to return tonight. And then it ends. Well, this is what happens when you enter into the demonic world of drugs. You get hit hit in the back of the head with a blunt object. Yeah, it's a bottle. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So, like, if Matt Hardy is, spoiler alert, revealed to be the boy (gasps) who attacked him... Oh, no, you spoiled it. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna have to beep that one. You do. Fucking oath. But, like... If he was the one who did that, wouldn't he be, like, a little more quiet about it? Wouldn't he, like, not be, like, the first person? To, why would he be like, oh, look over here, Jeff's just been hit? Yeah. Fucking sweeps the bong he used, like, under the bed. <laughs> and, ah! Hit with a bong. Hits from it's the bong. It's me, grade, Grand Theft Auto Five. Don't worry about it. Fucking earth. Uh, so we get to the next match. The, yeah, vignette for and then the match: Big Show versus Undertaker in a casket match. This is. Is this the last casket match that they've had? I don't. I hope so. No, no. Um, I think Kane and Daniel Bryan did one oh, at some point. Of course, point. Kane and Daniel Bryan did one in that great fucking storyline. Um, this is probably the best casket match I've ever seen. The best match of this feud and also is fucking hilarious. <laughs> You're not wrong on all of those counts. I think it's helped by, I think it's like the shortest one as well. Thank God. Which, which uh, helps. Well, the match the is... Shortest, not the shortest casket match. No, the, the shortest, shortest big show. Because like, they've been having like fucking long matches and these are things that Big Show definitely should not do. So you are. I'm just looking it up. You are correct. This is the second last one. Oh, Daniel fuck. Bryan defeated Kane in a casket match oh. in 2015. Yeah, yeah, casket matches aren't. There they, have been 
18 Casca matches in World Wrestling Entertainment over the years. Facts with Jack. Including Undertaker defeating Chavo Guerrero. Don't make me start mentioning the last rights match between Abyss and Sting from Midian TNA. and Viscera defeated Triple H in one. I don't remember that. Alright. These are, this We're getting into weird, obscure fucking territory. The Undertaker versus Kane went to a no contest after both men destroyed the casket from the inside. I don't know that one either. <laughs> How, wait, once you're in the casket, it's like, ah. Uh, both men must have been in there. Oh, so it was like... They were just having a... How did they destroy on. it? Did they set it on fire or something? This, Fucking roll. This is for a bonus <laughs> review. Gold, Cus- Gold Dust defeated The Undertaker in one for the yeah. Intercontinental I title. I remember that. He had the gold casket. In your house eight. Beware of the dog. Yeah. That was good. And the rest of them are just Undertaker defeating Kamo. Fuck yeah. yeah the they... first one was Undertaker beating Kamala. Yeah, they did, it on, they did them on uh, house show loops for a while. They did Taker <laughs> versus Karma in casket matches all around the fucking horn. Anyway, so 10 years ago was the second last as of writing and probably just about the last unless Kane does another one because I don't see another um, superstar on the roster besides maybe Bray Wyatt being... What like, about Ellis the Blick? Oh, no, he's not, like, supernatural enough. No, but once he gets the main roster, they're going to turn him into... Do you he's going to be spooky? Yeah, like, like, did you ever watch Bray Wyatt? Maybe John Cena versus Undertaker. If it happens at WrestleMania, predictions, maybe that'll be a casket match. I hope not. Retirement match. I hope it's a retirement match and both of them go away for a while. (laughs) Double pin. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Adam. When's the last time you remember a double pin? Oh, Jesus Christ. I think when Kane was World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, with um, Edge. With Edge. And they both had each other's time. That, I remember watching that and being like so into it. And then when it was a dump in, I was like, no, no, Kane retains. No. Yeah. Cause I was, I was, was a it big... Edge? are you sure? Yeah, it was Edge. Cause yeah. he hit the spear and then like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I was a big, um, Edge fan at the time and I really, yeah. And I really, I really fucking hated Kane at the time because he was a bit shit and he was fat as well. No, I just didn't like him because he was like a heel. I was like, boom, I was Kane's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a little bit sympathetic when Edge kidnapped Paul Bearer and started fucking with <laughs> And him. killed him, but not... Babyface boys. Um, so, this match is lovely. I like the old promo vignette thing they do at the start. Um, it's the it's cut into two halves, like the one to start the show was. Mm. But basically, the start is Undertaker being spooky, and then shots of like him talking about fear, and how he's feared, and how... Like, um, fear is how he wins. And they show shots of his various opponents, like, kind of carrying in fear. There's a really good one that I hadn't seen before of Hulk Hogan on his way to the ring when Undertaker's lights hit. And he's kind of, like, carrying in, like, oh, shit. Because, like, uh, he's in his, his, um, like, real American man, Hulk Hogan, get up. And he's like, like, oh, I'm scared. Because I think it was back in, like, the 90s when he was wrestling him for the title or something. Actually, that happened at Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, um, they had the... Um, that was the first ever singles match of the Survivor Series, if you can believe that. Facts the first fact. three years of Survivor Series were just all Survivor Series matches. Yeah, it was... The that's, whole that's why it that was... went for like an hour and a half each. And then... And, then <laughs> and once... I've watched all of them. Gee, oh, yeah, you had the anthology, <laughs> yeah. you fuck. Oh, my um, God. And there was one of Yoko's in it too, but I just thought it was cool because I hadn't seen the shot of Hulk Hogan being a scared boy before. And then the other half is Big Show being like, I'm not scared of you, sucked in. 
And that's the thing. I was thinking about how he's booked through the whole feud, and it kind of seems like they're equal, and it seems like a bit of a shit feud as well. Mm. But uh, Big Show brought it up that he was the first man to ever knock Undertaker out. And I was like, whoa, that's like a massive achievement. That's like, that's some shit right there. It's an interesting direction, and I understand why they did this feud, because it's... As, as I said before, Big Show is reliable, he's versatile, you can turn him heel, you can turn him face. Give him a nice feud with Undertaker, have him lose, and then fucking prep him for his great WrestleMania storyline, Big Show. Yeah, no, it was cool, I was just... Is this the end of the feud? Probably. I think so, because I don't think it goes on past Armageddon mm. and that sort of thing. Do you want to talk about the actual match? I don't. But yeah, <laughs> no, dude, so, this, this was the, the no, by it was far good. the best. Yeah, no. So it starts with druids bringing out the cask. I oh. fucking love druids. Druid spots are the bomb. Dot com. Oh, give me a, give me a yell if you remember SmackDown vs Raw 2011, the Druid Battle Royal. Yes, fucking... that is my shit. Path to Road to WrestleMania or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was the... so good. Fucking love Druids. Man, um, I need all those like remastered for PlayStation 4. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'd, I'd play the shit. Alright, I'd play the shit if out of the next WWE game, if they just put all the like the previous Road to WrestleMania oh, in it. Oh, yeah. That would be insane. The Road to WrestleMania were like the best parts of the game. And then yeah. They, if and they, then, they just yeah. like remaster them all for PS4, for current gen, that'd be sick. Mm, like the, the showcase mode was okay, but it wasn't as good. And now they just don't have anything besides like career and universe, which yeah. is like, ugh. Ugh. Anyway, fucking Undertaker ensures that he's not living that long by doing a, a leg drop through a goddamn <laughs> table. Like, whoa, 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 all right, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but all right, sure. All right, any other, <laughs> any other spots? Oh, so when they're like walking to the ring, um, they both kind of like look at the casket and JR's like, oh, that casket looks like hell. And JR, this is hilarious, right? JR's like, I suggest that's on the Undertaker's GPS today to take the big show straight to hell. I was like, I don't know any GPSs that tell you the directions to hell, JR, but all right. Directions. Turn south. You have arrived at your destination. Hell. Launceston. (laughs) (laughs) References. Local references. Local reference, boys. Yeah. But yeah, this is... I think we've told everyone where we live already. Nah. If you don't fucking... We're, we're in Bernie. Bernie, oh, each... Winyard. I'm in Bernie. Winyard Penguin. <laughs> I live in... <laughs> no, I used to live... Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, it's a good spot. Nice beach. No. I was up... <laughs> I was lovely. <laughs> fucking yeah. Everyone knows how where I... How have a meth habit? <laughs> I was a kid when I lived there. Yeah, how don't you have a meth habit? <laughs> well, I don't want to get into my the occupation of my parents, but you know the occupation <laughs> of my parents, so I think that'd be a little bit difficult. It'd be heck, dick. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm gonna. I am going to have to beep that out. That is not. <laughs> that is not something I want on my public podcast. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we will probably, probably... Undertaker leg drops Big Show through a table. It was pretty sick, actually. It was a sick leg drop. Yeah, but then they'd, like, do some other shit, and, like, Big Show gets Undertaker in the coffin, and the lid's open, and... Yeah, no, he kind of, like... No, he, like... So knockout punches him, right? I... Or a choke slam. Either way, he, like, rolls Undertaker into the coffin, and he, like, stand... Like, kind of foots him in. Um, and then he's <laughs> like, Oi, Charles Robinson, shut this thing. And the rest are like... 
no, you've got to come and do it. And he's like, hell no, I ain't touching that thing. <laughs> Does and he not know the rules of a car? And he's match? like, they're like, no, you got to do it. He's like, no, I ain't going to do that. And they're like, no, you got to do it. And he's like, oh, all right. And then he gets fucking choked out. So you... No, not really. Oh, he does, like, the glove yeah, up yeah, and just... No, like, he wow. doesn't. Not really. No? No, he walks over there to shut the casket. And then as he, like, slams it shut, Undertaker sticks his leg out. And I was like, all I could think was, holy fuck. Like, in real life, that hurts. Like, he yeah. just got a casket slammed on his shin. Like, ouch. And He's protecting so, the business, boy. Take it, so, Big Show, like, picks the lid of the casket up again to go and do it. And he leans out. And then Undertaker gives him the old one-two punchy combo to the stomach. And Big Show just falls back into the ring and Undertaker gets out. He didn't... Mm. That's. A, I thought that's where the spot was going as well, to sit up and do the choke thing. But now he just kind of punches him in the guts. And uh, then thank you for that out. correction. Yeah. Here comes my So, favorite. it's nowhere near as cool. No. Here comes my favourite spot of the match. Big Show tries to fuck off, but is stopped by spooky Undertaker <laughs> magic. Yes. Fucking, like, I love I love the Undertaker spot of just flame pyro. But yeah, Kane's no. done it as well, and it's just like... He oh. was just trying to bail, and then, like, the pyro. Alright, sure. Spooky shit. So, like... So, Big Show tries to destroy the casket. <laughs> he, like, ch- like, rips it apart, throws it around and stuff, and he's like, Ha, huh, now you can't put me in a casket. Lights go out, George Music hits, they bring out another one! Oh my god, it's a new coffin! Second casket! <laughs> this fucking match <laughs> is so mean. But it's set up weird, it's set up standing on its side with the door. Oh yeah, the bump that Big Show takes so basically, like it fucking hurts. So after this, they just wrestle up to the top of the stage. The casket is at the top of the stage. It's, it's standing up and the door is open. So mm. what happens is... Uh, they're like doing the old Undertaker's the best pure striker in the game back and forth one two one mm. two back and forth and um, they go to the opposite end of the stage from where the casket is and he's Undertaker's punching Big Show and he looks like he's about to fall off Big Show because he's like I'm so unconscious right now and then Undertaker grabs him Irish whips him into the coffin and it falls over and the lid slams shut I was like Damn! That looked like it fucking hurt. It did. And he was like stuck in that. It's not like some fucky shit where there's like a fake bottom in the coffin. No, I honestly it's like like, like well, also just when I first shut saw, in that coffin. When I first saw the coffin, I was like, that doesn't look big enough for Big Show, and it just fits. It in does because it wouldn't shut until like it all settled like yeah. on the ground, and then it shut. So Big Show's like really squashed in there, and there's no like fake escape out of there I was like alright I respect that yeah respect for that I wonder how they got it out because that one didn't look like it had wheels the first one had wheels on it but that one just kind of looked like they carried it out I'm not sure though yeah yeah they had like 12 druids carrying it yeah so I don't think there were wheels on that so I'm not sure how they got that one oh how they got rid of yeah like because there's just a casket lying on there without wheels with Big Show in it you can't just have Big Show hop out and be like hey boys and you can't carry that shit because it's fucking Big Show so I'm not sure how because he couldn't... No, he couldn't have wheels on it because the spot it took, he'd just, like, roll off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, like, the secrets of pro wrestling one day. Yeah, no, that'd we, be really interesting. Vince McMahon, we have to be like, yeah. remember, at Survivor Series 2000... Jack and McFollow, no, can we ask him? Oh, <laughs> no. <but> no, <laughs> no. If Big Show ever did a 20 years of hell tour and he comes here, I'm, that's the question I'm asking. 20 years of hell. What was it like being in that coffin? Yeah. No, you... but just, like, how they get rid of No, you? that is and very interesting. Like, I, I want to see, like, some fan cam footage I of know Big how... Show getting out, being like... Ugh. 
I know, I know it's dumb, but I want to know how, when they do Buried Alive matches, how the person doesn't actually get Buried Alive. I actually listened to a podcast Speak game about to this. me about this, please. Basically, they do, like, this is this is from Pritchard's podcast, and they're talking about the um, the time that Undertaker was Buried Alive, and he got the, the hand up yeah. out of the dirt. So, basically, they, they got these really good special effect guys, and they built, like, a a mound of dirt but it's like solid and it's like hollow inside yeah. and then when you go in there's like a little like plastic kind of area for you to like sit in and then they you can close the lid on that and then you put the dirt on top and there's like a little like thing you can stick your arm out of oh sick I think most of the time they just do like the plastic thing if there's yeah. if there's no like need to stick your arm out like yeah that's why yeah that's great he wouldn't delve too much into it because yeah, no, he, oh, he was because yeah. he was kind of like oh secrets Spooky. of professional yeah. wrestling but no it's just interesting stuff like that mm. so yeah Undertaker wins fuck yeah Undertaker and now is my favorite apart from that he's really old <laughs> and now here comes my favorite segment. Of the night. This was so funny, and I'm not even sure why they put this in here. <laughs> well, you got to get the tag champs on the show, back. Right, so the Colognes, the tag team champions that Come have won it from Carlito. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. And they actually have been entering into a romantic storyline with Nikki and Brie Bella. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, do you Brie... want to describe the weird sexual right, shit? So, the setup is the clones on the right backstage and the bells on the left. Uh, Primo's just standing in front of, um, fuck, what's his name? Oh no, Carlito is standing in front of Primo. Sorry, I was like, Epico? No, what's that's his name? The, f- the he, famous he come, one from the He comes the team? a bit later. No, Carlito's standing in I front of Primo. I hear you always come a bit later. Hey, hey, you know it. Keep me up, <laughs> girls. Donate <laughs> <laughs> to my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Um, and then, and then Bree is standing in front of... Um, Nikki and a, like a bit opposite Carlito. And so Carlito's like... Hey, girls. Hey, Nikki. How you going? And Bree's like, I'm Bree, but that's Nikki over there. You should go talk to her. And he's like, oh, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I quickly mention one other segment yeah, that sure. happened on a SmackDown? I think it's the lead up to next, the next pay per view. Um, fucking Brian Kendrick just comes up to the Bella Twins, and he's like sucking on a lollipop, and he looks super fucking high. <laughs> and he just like, hey, what's, what's going on, guy? Hey, hey, how are you ladies doing tonight? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to pause? Oh, no. No? Uh, um, oh. And so, no, the funny bit about the... Mm. Oh, you finished talking about the... Yeah, yeah, just, it's just Brian yeah, Kendrick no. with the lollipop. The it's funny, funny thing about the uh, Cologne's Bella thing is that after he gets, like, the twin wrong and Bree's like, oh, that's, that, that's Nikki over there. You should go talk to her. And, uh... Primo and Carlito are like, oh, no, no, Carlito's just playing. We we used to have, like, twin monkeys, and he always used to call them the wrong names. It's a joke. Don't worry about it. When we were kids, you just I call the monkeys the wrong shit. names. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> it's just in passing, but it's, like, how he passes it off. Just like, oh, we had twin monkeys back in, like, where, whichever island they're from. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, that's an island. How many monkeys are there in fucking Puerto Rico? Uh, enough to have two twins. <laughs> what the f- how do you know if monkeys are twins or not? They look the they're monkeys. Hey, are you being monkey racist right now? This has bad overtones to it, Jack. We should stop talking. And so, like, they're like, hey, girls, how you doing? And then the Gobbledygooker who debuted, Whoa! I think it was 19, 19 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah 1990s 19, series. 
19 years ago. Because it was the same one as Undertaker. <laughs> so now the, now the physical setup is two Bellas standing back of the camera and the two Colons standing just in front. So the gobbledygook comes up and puts his arms around the Bellas. Should you mention what the gobbledygooker is for those who don't know? All right. It's a man. I feel like it, everyone knows the gold again. All right. We might have some casual wrestlers. Right. Yeah, sure. Casual wrestlers. It's it's schooled. a it's a man, It's a man in a turkey suit. Yeah. Like a, like a, it was really built up back when it happened when they had just had a like this giant egg kind of you know where the commentary table now is on Raw. They just kind of yeah. had an egg sitting there for like a few months on Raw, and it was just like, all right, I wonder what's gonna come out of that. And people, I'd read a few Dave Meltzer things from like. Ooh. what he was saying back then and they they thought it was going to be The Undertaker that came out but The Undertaker debuted at the same pay-per-view that The Gobbledygooker came out of so The Gobbledygooker so The Egg Hatches they're like oh what's it going to be and it's just a dude in a giant turkey suit Hector Guerrero yeah no that's what it's yeah it's uh, Hector Guerrero should have been treated a lot better than that ah fuck him (laughs) <laughs> so it's just it's basically synonymous with giant disappointment in the wrestling world so speaking of giant disappointment like Carlito and Primo are like oh, oh Charlie, Charlie Haas what, is, what are you doing Charlie has been doing the thing of impersonating wrestlers at this time period. so he did a Hulk Hogan uh, impersonation that don't forget Charlito oh Charlito so they're like Charlie knock it off and Charlie Haas like in his serious business yeah, suit. Yeah, he's like, have you guys... I don't even know who he's looking for. I think uh, Shelton Benjamin or something. I don't know. I just thought he was like going, hey guys, what's up? No, he was looking for someone. He's like, hey, have you guys seen, I don't know, fucking Mike Adamley probably? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And then he, he got lost off, on his way to And then know. everyone's like, looks at the gobbledygook and they're like, what the fuck? And then they're like, if that was Charlie, who are you? And then he, the comedy gooker pulls off the hat, pulls off like the helmet hat thing, and he's like, "I'm the boogeyman, I'm coming to get you." <laughs> and it's the, all the lights change, and it's the boogeyman. He's got the worms in his mouth, and all the bells run off. It was so funny. I love the boogeyman. Don't they say that he actually got sick from like eating the worms? Yeah, and then he switched to raw liver, which also made him sick. So he switched back to worms. <laughs> Fucking boogeyman, like one of the shittest gimmicks ever. But respect to that. That brother. was a decent gimmick. I, I mean, he couldn't wrestle better. for to save his fucking no, life. No, but, but that's not part of the gimmick. No, on a wrestling show, ironically. Oh yeah, no, so, but I think he could have done some spooky Undertaker shit if he was decent and wasn't old as fuck already. Oh my god, man's older than the Undertaker, isn't he? I, th- I or the maybe. same age because mm-hmm. he was like forty back then. I have I don't know how he's on a legends contract. Fucking yeah, he's making money. Um, so backstage segment with team. So is Tony Tom- Atlas. I'm we've what? totally Tony Atlas is Tony on a Atlas. legends contract. Yeah, but we'll get to that in a minute because Mark Henry is about in this match. So. Oh fucking! <laughs> I, I was we were spoiled with one pay per view that was free from a Mark Henry match. <laughs> so Team Morton are backstage, oh. and Randy wants like you fucking shitheads. So Let's win. And Cody was like, fuck off, because he's been a bit salty at Randy. Right yeah, because Randy um, punted DBLC, yeah. so he could go off and film Marine 2 and... Marine 2, the marining. <laughs> Marine 2, Sergeant on Parole. <laughs> so basically, and also they lost their tag titles to Punk and Kofi. Aboom. Yes, boys. Pretty underrated tag team. Like that shit. Super man. underrated. Yeah. So these Batwatons just like, fuck all of you guys. Yeah, basically, and Cody's like... And if Randy gets eliminated, 
Oh. It's, does he say it's every man for himself or something like that? I have no clue. Or does he say he's in charge? I can't remember. I don't know. And then Randy's like, stop being a fucking shit. Well, like, Orton also, to be fair, RKO Dusty Rhodes before this. Yeah. So, so Cody's... So right now it's like saltiness. Cody and Manu versus Orton. And then the rest of the team are like, hey, hey. boys. William Regal's just there with his icy title being like, I have this now. <laughs> I'm a real man. He's such a man. So and then that ends. And now we have... Five on five traditional Survivor Series match. Teams of five strive to survive. For some reason before this, I just wrote in all capitals, Boston has stuff. So I'm assuming they just had like one of those. I'm just assuming they had one of those segments where it's like, we're in Boston today and here's all the cool stuff you can do in Boston. Like, I don't remember that bit. I don't, well, I didn't write Boston has stuff for no reason. Well, I mean, it has stuff. It's got a basketball team. Fuck the Celtics. Fuck the Celtics. Here's my impersonation of Jack. Oh, gee, I love basketball. <laughs> Yay! Go Bulls. Give me another beer. Number one. Draft pick this year. No, we're going to get like number seven because we can't tank, right? Anyway. Okay, let's move so to this Team Orton versus thing. Team Batista. Team Batista consists of Batista, mm-hmm. R-Truth, Punk Kofi, that tag team, and Fat Luddy, <laughs> the secret psychopath. Oh, no. Uh, versus Team Orton, which is Randall, Keith Orton, Mm-hmm. RKO, haha, is that where it comes from? Probably. Um, Mark Henry, accompanied by your boy Big T Tony Atlas, oh, fuck, fucking looking it. ripped. I hate Tony Atlas so much. Um, that's it. I actually wrote aggressive things about Tony Atlas. Wow. Uh, with Cody Rhodes, accompanied by Manu, Shelton Benjamin, and William Regal. Mm-hmm. Right. The first thing I have written is when they're doing the entrances. All caps, I fucking love Tony Atlas. <laughs> Next We're line. We're fight over this. He's so ripped and intense and without sleeves. Because <laughs> he's in a dress shirt, no tie, with the sleeves ripped off. And he's fucking ripped and I love it. Brother he just, looks like he could go. He looks like he's the bouncer for a pub run by Bright to fucking Censor. Like, what the <laughs> hell? He's so cool. I love Tony Atlas. So, so actually, because I was like, how cool is Tony Atlas? So I looked Tony Atlas up. And he hasn't done much lately. But I was like, oh, I don't actually know like the history of Tony Atlas. But he was like obviously tagged with Rocky Johnson mm. to be the first black tag champs. What are they called? Soul Train? Soul Patrol. Soul, pa- Soul Patrol, that's it. Soul Train's black a shit people. movie. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Soul Plane's a great movie. <laughs> no, I said Soul Train. Uh, that's that... a TV show. I was going to say, is, is that like the sequel to Soul no, Plane? <laughs> no, Soul Plane's called that because it's based on Soul Train, which is like a dance show back in the 90s. I didn't know that. Um, I, I watched Soul Train. Uh, I Plane actually with wouldn't my know dad. that either, apart from I just watched the episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air where uh, they get on that. Ah. Yeah. You fucking um, weird, man. Nah, it's good. Anyway, <laughs> so I looked up Tony Atlas, and he's actually pretty historic as a black wrestler back in the day. Mm. Um, he he had feet. They were going to give him a um, a shot at, like, the titles in the WWE, like, properly, but he had, like, a drug problem. Mm. Um, so that kind of ended up pretty bad, and he got kicked out of the WWE, and apparently he was, like, homeless and about to kill himself oh. when they called him up for a second chance at the whole, like, cool, cool man gimmick. Really? Um, yeah. That's interesting. Which is really cool of them. Um, I mean, I hate Tony Atlas, but that's still interesting. Just prior to the, just prior to the firing, he was offered a, like, a long-term Intercontinental Championship run, which I think would have been really cool, but 
Alas, it was not to be. Wait, Tony Atlas Tony was Atlas. offered a run with the Intercontinental Championship? Yeah, I'm not even joking. It was... Does, like, does he say this, or does someone else say it? Um, we'll keep talking about Tony Atlas, and I'll have a look for you. Don't worry about it. Alright. So what don't you like about Tony Atlas? Um, in, th- in this form, I don't feel like he really adds anything to the, okay. to the, to the act of Mark Henry. I think he does, because he needs a manager, right? He doesn't Wrong. need a manager. Like, you can... But also, if you were going to give him a manager, and you want the manager to be black for some reason, they did this with Teddy Long, and that worked so much better, because... Teddy Long's fucking tiny, and that emphasizes how big Mark Henry is. I suppose, yeah, I can feel that. And I feel like Tony just doesn't have a lot of verbal skills. He doesn't have a... Even though he's ripped, his presence isn't exactly all there. he's It's it's just a very pointless thing to me. Plus, I've heard that he's he was a bit of a dick backstage to, like, younger wrestlers that weren't Mark Henry. Because Mark Henry would beat the fuck out of him. So, after losing the... Soul Patrol titles to Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch. Uh, Johnson left the company. Uh, Tony, Tony Atlas left the company because his name's like Dick Johnson. Or, and, well, Dick Johnson? I'm not even sure. Um, he left the company. Uh, no, Rocky Johnson left the company. And so, as a singles wrestler, um, they were going to give Tony Atlas a run as the company's champion. But he just missed a lot of dates and no-showed a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, because of his drug issue. You're not a um, real wrestler unless you've had some sort of drug issue. He left for a minute to go to the AWA, but came back to the WWF. Um, and just when he came back, he was just a big jobber, which, uh, was pretty bad. So he left a couple years later, mm. um, hung Jump around, on. was involved in like a manslaughter thing. What? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> real quick. <laughs> All right. If I'll read this out. Um, so Atlas was appearing in a wwc event world wrestling council yeah that's uh, Rico, Puerto Rico. um where he was witness to the fatal assault on bruiser on um, Brody. oh this is the bruiser brody thing. yeah yeah so basically he that's was, look that shit up that's interesting he was just there when the bruiser brody thing happened um, also, also if you wanted to know if carlito's dad is a scumbag or not he fucking brought the person in who was charged with the assault and used yeah, it as a storyline recently their, their dad is the wwc like in charge of the world wrestling council yeah yeah that's where they got like the start and literally like I, it was like a couple years ago they brought back the dude who fucking killed bruiser brody and had like carlos colombi like i will avenge bruiser brody oh, and everyone was like you fucking carny piece of shit <laughs> like oh geez. so after he was homeless and stuff he got a call up from vince and he was like you return as his most famous gimmick apart from the soul patrol thing Saba simba um, oh Jesus which Christ! Is, it's a it's a bad gimmick. The gimmick was pretty racist, but he does, in all fairness, credit it and Vince McMahon with saving his life because he was homeless living in a park before that. That's so amazing. It's a terrible gimmick, but you know, I mean, the worst gimmicks can do something for someone. So, like, some people wish it hadn't existed, but. It saved his life. So. I don't wish it didn't exist because it's fucking hilarious. The history <laughs> of wrestling and race is so uncomfortable that it's yeah. funny. Um, so that was Facts with Jack. Um, so, yeah, and the last thing Tony Atlas oh, did okay. was Legend's House. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. that's a, Anyway, that's my little Tony Atlas fun. Fun with Tony Atlas. <laughs> I love Tony Atlas. Oh, you're the one. You're the I'm one the guy. One. 
You're the one guy besides Mark Henry, I think. Alright, so the match starts off. Oh, okay. We've had enough with entrances. I'm over entrances. Oh, Tony fuck. Atlas has entered. That's all. <laughs> so, CM Punk and William Regal start the match. They're saying the corners, everyone's hyping them up. And CM Punk runs over, knees him in the head, and then pins him. <laughs> yeah, honestly, what the fuck, mate? Sick intercontinental champion you have. But also, this, this ends up being a feud for yeah. the title. And also, their matches are fucking great. So, what better way to showcase that than just have Punk knee him in the yeah, face. he just ran over to the corner, did the corner knee thing, dragged him over, GTS, pin, win. And, and, Le- and Layla wa- throws a shoe wasn't. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> but he wasn't caught out like MVP was by Carly. As soon as he pins him, he like looks over and he's like, ha, got him. But yeah, Layla's currently managing William Regal and she fucking snipes him with a high heel right in the face. Like, that's dangerous, man. Mm. Like, I know you're wrestlers and this is like a work, but... Like, dude, you always got an eye out there, bro. Tony Atlas was just wanking. They even showed in a slow mo replay. Like, she's got good she aim. She fucking sniped him, poor bastard. Um, so shit happens. Um, I I really don't want to do play by play on this I, match. I'm I gonna don't go- like doing play by play anyway. Fa- All right, Mark Henry comes in right, and we've talked about this in previous episodes. But they've got a thing with calling Mark Henry like quick. Yeah, like, why? Like, he's got really good cardiovascular, like, responses and stuff. <laughs> and Striker, he comes in, Striker's like, he's deceptively quick for a big man. I'm like, he's no, not. he's not. <laughs> he's slow as fuck. Take, take one look at Mark Henry, and he is exactly as slow as you fucking think he is. <laughs> and so, after, after that goes through, and they're, like, talking up the virtues of Mark Henry and how, like, big and angry he is, and then King drops this one. When you're in there with Mark Henry, your birth certificate could expire. What? Jerry Lawler. That I don't doesn't understand. make any sense. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> there's, there's literally, there's a difference between lame and doesn't make sense. Like, lame is, oh, the big show, he's, his cereal bowl's so loud, he needs a lifeguard. <laughs> then there's this, which just doesn't make any Mark sense. Mark Henry makes your birth certificate expire? Like, That's... T- well, I wish my boss could fucking while watching this match. Uh, my favorite oh, spot serious. of my favorite spot of the fucking thing is Henry um, covers Matt Hardy when he's on the ropes and looks confused when Hardy gets a leg on the ropes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's like, wait, was that not the spot? Was I not meant to pin you there? <laughs> and when when Hardy's wrestling Henry, Striker drops this gem, right? All right, this, all right, spooky as fuck. Okay. Oh. This is Matt Striker, quote Matt Striker. When he's in there, you got to wonder if Matt Hardy sees Jeff's attacker in every one of his opponents tonight. How creepy is that? Knowing that he eventually is, like, revealed as the attacker. That's, like, some next level. Ooh. I can. I thought that was a he's good way to build this. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying... I just think it's notably, like, ooh. See, ooh. This, this is how immature I am. I, when, when you, you said the commentators know the long-term, like, story angle like the no. commentators know that Jeff uh, that Matt is the attacker no because that still wasn't the plan yeah. at this point like they didn't it was like right before when it was revealed that they changed the plans because like I think Big Money Melts was like hey this hey. is happening and Vince was like nothing oh. you can say nothing's gonna say George you've done to me I, I still can't get over my favourite Hulk Hogan promo of all time he holds a a bit of paper and he goes Observe this, brother. This is a rag sheet. <laughs> and just basically... fucking hates dirt sheets. No, because Meltzer was like, oh, Randy Savage is injured and he's probably not going to win. And WCW are like, well, we'll show you. 
will make Randy Savage win even though he is actually injured <laughs> and have Hogan call out Dave Meltzer on pay-per-view, which is fucking bizarre. Terrible. Um, so let's just go through eliminations. Why not? Um, SpongeBob sh- mean we're not going to do play-by-play. I'm, no, this isn't play-by-play. This is just Shelton eliminates truth, black-on-black crime. Basically, it all just boils down to Batista oh, versus Cody, Cody and Randy. Randy. That that this ending spot. Cody, really Randy, good. and uh, is it Shelton? I think. No, I think Shelton. Shelton gets a little bit. Oh no, no, no! Dave. It's Mark Henry. It's Batista versus Mark Henry, Cody, and Randy. Mm. Um, Does Henry get eliminated? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happens is that it's like Batista versus the world, and he just like when Mark Henry pins whoever, he just kind of sprints in and spears him. One, two, three. I'm the champ, and so it's. <laughs> Batista versus or feuding Cody and Randy like how what way is this gonna go right mm. and so Batista gets Cody up for the Batista bomb I think or the spine bust or something no he like has that. him in, he has him in the bomb position yeah, right? yeah yeah and then he kind of walks backwards and Cody gets the tag to Randy I think well, this, it was a blind tag yeah it was like a blind tag to Randy so Batista doesn't see it um and I thought this was actually a pretty way cool way to do things mm. so. Um, Batista bombs him and he's pinning him and the rest like no 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 the, you're not the, not the legal man don't worry about it I... and so Randy slithers up behind him and as Batista like turns around fits him with a fucking sick RKO it this was, was a, this was a good impactful one mm, one two three soul survivors Ran- is Randy like the most soul survivor yeah. ever yeah like- which which really suits his character which is yeah. cool because he's like the, the fuck, survivor. I'm a snake yeah um, so I thought this was cool I thought it was cool, but it also made Batista once again look like a big dumbass. Do you reckon this is the best one of the night? Of or the d- traditional tags? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, it's like, when you got when you got guys in there that uh, combined ring IQ, very good. I thought and the, also the HBK JBL one wasn't bad, but I thought this one was better. It, it was like the, the, the Henry JBL, oh, the Henry JBL, the <laughs> HBK JBL one was as good as a match with Carly in it. Yeah, possibly exactly. Be. It just has a lot of dead weight in that one. Mm. But like, I, I love how Batista's like pinning Cody and the ref's like, no, it's him. And Batista's just, they're like, <laughs> but I'm pinning him. Yeah. <laughs> this right. is the legal man. Nothing you can do to change my mind. Um, so that back, match ends. Yeah, backstage, Eve haha, interviews Vladimir Kozlov. He speaks Russian. Yeah, it's kind of that. That's mm. it. And JR, <laughs> and JR says that um, this was a fucking cock tease. Um, JR says Jeff won't be um, competing, and it'll be Triple H versus Kozlov one on one. Won't be competing. I'll tell you that right now. What? That's, that's free. He he doesn't not compete tonight. Yeah, Jeff Hardy. But then he immediately goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, but this vignette that built up this match is mostly centered around Jeff Hardy's <laughs> nervous breakdown." Sorry, boys. Sorry, boys. Which his build up for this match was very good. He was very much like Triple H was like, eh, "You just Jeff Hardy." He's like, "Well, I'm crazy drugged up, Jeff Hardy, <laughs> on a face paint." And then we cut to the worst match of the night. And of, all yeah, time. No. and of all time. The majority of this match is fucking shit. It's so it's it's literally just Honestly, do you wanna just like start like talking about ten minutes in? Like Well, I was just gonna say that the crowd's pissed off because it's like they wanted Hardy, they didn't like Kozlov, yeah. and it's ten minutes of a Chenlock, basically. Yeah, basically. It's funny though when they start off the crowd's doing USA chant, but I swear 
to go. All I could hear was Rusev Day, Rusev Day, like they were USA. I was like Rusev Day, and I was like, "What? I don't get it." And I was like, "Oh, they're just being racist. I get it." Also, there were TNA chants during this match. <laughs> it was fucking that, TNA. It chant. was that bad. And Triple H at this point in time is really good. He's just been saddled with some fucking shit matches. Oh, like what? like the only good one he's had is Jeff. Like good challenges had is Jeff Hardy between him between Vladimir Kozlov and like the Kali. Mm. It's just been horrific. Honestly, if you wanted, to... I would. If I was him, I would have been like fucking coming at the chance to wrestle like Randy for three months, like. Mm. The program he gets in around the Royal Rumble is just so necessary. Mm. But can I just say, like, in in this position, in in this role, I know I suck Brian Kendrick's dick a lot, but wouldn't Kendrick would have been, like, far more suited for this role? Because he can wrestle? Well, they were trying to build up Kozlov as, like, the next Sheik. Like, it was, that was the thing. Like, they failed with Kali, and they thought Kozlov could actually do it, but... Well, maybe they should start, like, building up some guys that can I was wrestle. Thinking, yeah, well, I was thinking about that, but how do you make, like, how do you build up a guy as a big foreign tough guy that doesn't talk, like, on the mic, and he just beats it, and he's a heel, and he wins, like... I just think it's, a, la- it's a lazy gimmick. You So you think that it can't ever be done, like, right? It, well, it what can, was the Iron Sheik? The Iron Sheik was a lazy fucking gimmick, yeah. but he, he talked, and he wasn't a monster. He was He was... Crazy, he was chic, but I do think that in this, it's just hard to pull off. It's it's yeah, and it's not worth pulling off at this point yeah. because any time you do it in the last twenty years, it's immediately played out because it's it's it just doesn't make any sense anymore because it's foreigner, ah, uh, racial yeah. hatred. It. Why? It has to be hatred. Well, it is. Like, the, the whole Mahal gimmick, like, that he had. Yeah. And the best fucking thing they thought they could do was for him to be like, I'm Indian and I'm better than you. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no real, like, hatred for India, is yeah. there? No. It's it's not, so. like, there's no Cold War tensions. There's no Nazi tensions. There's Nazi no... tensions. Well. <laughs> Some light Nazi tension. Ah, wrestling's got a great history with Nazis. Fucking Fritz von Erich. Good on him. Fucking JBL goose stepping. <laughs> JBL is my favourite Nazi. Anyway, alright, we'll cut to 10 minutes. Yeah, cut, literally just go... Yeah, because the end of this match is good. Honestly, if you go and watch this match on the network, you know how it's got, like, the timestamps along Mm -hmm. the bottom? Click uh, about, like, a fraction of a centimetre just before it says finish of Kozlov versus Triple H, because that's all you need from this match. Yeah. You don't need anything else. So the ending is fucking they, great. Uh, so pedi- Triple H kind of gets a pedigree out of nowhere. Like it's I didn't even see it. There's no build up. It's just kind of like uh, pedigree. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, all right. Oh, at least, he, just, at least he escaped matches, the chin lock. At least this match is only fucking ending and does the old thing where they keep the camera on the ring, but you can see the entire crowd turn towards the entrance way because mm-hmm. no music's in, and it's Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, excuse someone, me. Someone to deliver us from this fucking. Br- she doesn't say excuse me. Actually, oh, well, she was like, she's like, he's here, he's here, he's he's here, and he's gonna be in the match, and it's gonna be really good, and he's in the match, and the crowd like, yeah, Jeff Hardy, and then do 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 Oh, you forgot to say, you think you know me. It's Edge. Hey, with a a fluffy beard. Yeah, your estranged husband that tried to kill you and abuse you a lot. And And went to hell. They they made up, obviously. Went to hell and his return is here. He's a changed man. 
He has a beanie on. What the fuck is happening? Anyway, so he runs down to the ring and he's like, yeah, boys, I'm going to win. And as soon as he gets in the ring, no more, again, no music, but we get... Jeff Hardy! Drugged up Jeff Hardy! Yeah, Jeff Hardy's went to the ring in a beanie with a steel chair, yay! I love beanies in wrestling. So he runs and he tries to whack Edge, but Edge ducks. Holy fucking unprotected chair shot to the head. So whacks Triple H, Triple H in the head with a chair. Holy no shit. protection or anything. Just bop, 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 fucking dead. That explains some of the booking recently. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Triple H was just booking it in the concussed haze with that Kozlov kid. He's alright, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then Jeff Hardy's like, oh, fucked up. And then Edge is like, hey, one, speed. Speed, one, two, three, world champion. The ultimate opportunist Strix again. And He's I'm, the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, no, WWE, no, WWE champion. champion. Yeah, which is the SmackDown belt for some fucking reason. But yeah, this was a good finish. Genuinely swerved me. Genuinely, Genuinely swerved me. Genuinely, yeah. I did not see it coming at all. I was like, when even when I was going to this match, I was like, I guess Triple H just retains? That's what I thought was yeah. going to happen. And Vicky comes out and, and, yeah, no, it totally worked me. Totally. It was it was great ending and my favourite line of the night, JR, he goes, to quote the hurricane, what's up with that? <laughs> and I'm like, fucking no. And then immediately, no time to breathe. Here's a no, vignette for Jericho. Not, a, not at all. No break, no in-between, no advertising at all. I am Chris Jericho. I am the best in the world. While John Cena was at home recuperating from a serious injury over the past several months. John had a herniated or ruptured disc in his neck. I have achieved greatness time and time again. And Unforgiven, I beat four of the top Raw superstars to become the world champion. I beat CM Punk in a cage match to retain my title. I beat Shawn Michaels in a match that was once his but has now become synonymous with me. A ladder match. I beat the animal Batista in another grueling cage match. Every fairy tale on Raw has ended the same way. Me holding the world championship high above my head. The story of John Cena will not have a happy ending. I think if John were to sit down and pen his ultimate return from an injury, it would be this. This could be the moment you've been waiting your whole life to show the world the cards are holding. John's accomplished a lot of things in his life. I don't think he's looking forward to anything as much as this. He's had a lot of highs, a lot of lows. I think coming to Survivor Series in Boston is going to be probably the highest high he's had. I think the comeback is going to be a new pinnacle in his career. If there's one thing that, that John wants to do is get back in that ring. This is what he loves. It's his passion that carries him. You know, you've heard it a million times. He's the hardest worker, but he really is. And he, it's truly his passion to get back out there. This could be the moment. He's ready to get back in there. And when he comes back from something like this, he's making a point to be better than ever. 
probably his biggest problem is he tries to train too much. And if anybody can come back on day one and become champion, I would put my money on Cena being able to do it. You know, he's got a hill to climb, and I think the harder the climb to the top, the better the view is. So I think he's looking forward to getting that view from the top, looking down, knowing he overcame everything. You grow up in Boston, and you dream of one day I'm going to be able to walk down the ramp of the garden, and I'm going to be in that square circle. For him to come back at the Boston Garden for that event, I think it's going to be explosive. Boston better be ready, because it's going to be big. No, it's just Jericho Cena. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, oh, boys. He's been away for 10 years, but he's back. He's back in black, but not really because he wears like, shorts. They're, they're acting like everyone missed him, but it's like, at the same time, I remember during the last pay-per-view, there was a front row sign that just said, yay, no Cena. <laughs> I'm like, all right, then no one's missing this fucking guy. Oh, not no. And I think this was the start of like, you know, John Cena, is this too much John Cena? The Because he only... Won- yeah, because he, he won the title in 2005, WrestleMania 21. That was when everyone loved <laughs> it. It was a new up-and-comer. And then around 2008, three years three years later, people studied it like, eh, man, I don't know about this. Well, in his, in his match with Triple H at WrestleMania, the crowd was fully behind Triple H and they were booing Cena. Yeah, but... That's just because, like... I, I, guess it, I guess mostly, like, when he's been booed in the past, it's been face versus face situations. Yeah, it, like, it's like Rock versus Hogan. It's not like they were sick of The Rock. No. But they were just going to cheer Hogan. No, I can understand that. Now it's very much like the crowd's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, man. at this point, it's getting into super Cena territory. Cena's looking real fucking jacked here. Like, real jacked, baby. Shucky ducky, quack, quack, looking real jacked, baby. You in my fave five, baby. You literally just sound team. like Jimmy Hart. That's my Booker T impression. What's stronger, the bro kick or the K? Oh, <laughs> doesn't he say K punch? No, he just says the K O. All right, so hey, hey girl, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh. Hand motions by Jack. Isn't that he? Um, yeah, his his weird his weird sex motions. He, we this really is a great inside now. reference. Lewis is gonna put it in the description of the podcast. Don't worry about it. YouTube link. Booker T talking to James Ellsworth. Oh, Astro- that's who. It's uh, James Ellsworth. Is it? Is it Carmella? No, it was, it was Ellsworth, and he's talking to James. He's like, you put you slip in the ditch to Carmella. Yeah, he's like, hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And James Things Ellsworth is like physical. James is like, what? And then Booker T like, you know what I mean? And then he like smashes his forearm with his palm. Like <laughs> That's it's how not, he has sex. It's not even like a stereotypical like haha sex motion, like the like the um finger through the No, like, he sign. smashes his it's forearm smash- with his hand. Like I don't understand. It doesn't even make a good sign. And then Renee Young's just like, Booker! What are you doing? What That's, is that? That's not how you fist a girl. <laughs> And I know. Oh, fuck <laughs> I'm married to Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Why do you think Dean Ambrose is into fisting? Because he's into a lot of extreme. Have you seen like the clip of Daniel? Fist a girl. CZ dub. CZ dub. CZ dub. I was just gonna say, have you seen the clip of Daniel Bryan on the old um talking smack where he just goes like um. Oh, remember the old SmackDown set and had a giant fist? And I was like, man, SmackDown's really into fisting. <laughs> And Renee Young's just there, like, oh. 
And Daniel Bryan has the most smug grin ever, like he thinks he's the most clever man who ever lived. Alright, let's get down to this match. Let's get down to business um, to defeat the in- Huns. Interesting part about this match is, I, th- I, from my memory, was he comes back and he's full, like, instead of chain gang hand sign, he's mint emoji scene. Yeah. And there's no, and there's no, like, F-U I love and chain STF. gang, man. Yeah, but, like, I thought it was, like, also he switched to, like, you know, AA and No, that STF. was in 2009. Yeah, yeah, because, like, now it's full. I'm like, oh, John Cena, the hero, going for the fuck off, man. The <laughs> F-U. Mm-hmm. What's stronger, the bro kick or the fuck you? <laughs> But yeah, so this is an odd. It's match. interesting. Nothing really fucky happens in this match. No, it's a straight compared to the last one. It's a straight like I'm working your neck match kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, like oh. it's kind of like a more. Um, it's obviously more entertaining than the last one with Kozlov and Triple H, but at the same time, nothing like. Interesting hat. Like, there's no, like, Edge running with Vicky Guerrero or something. There's there's no, like, crazy spots. There's no, like... I did enjoy the uh, appearance of the Lion Tamer, actually. Yeah, that that was good psychology-wise as well, because, yeah. like, well, it's, it's a very psychology-based match. Well, and you I know, mean, it's Jericho. Yeah. But also, at the same time, the, the worst part about this match is the results was extremely predictable. Do you reckon... Yes, 100%. John Cena comes back. Jericho was, like, a really dominant champion. Yeah, but, like, it's John Cena. He's coming back from an injury, and it's in Boston. Boston. So, straight up, you know that, like, Cena's winning. Sorry, guys. And I thought that was just a very... Oh, I didn't think so. Like, obviously, obviously I knew Cena won, but I don't think it was, like, 100% sealed before the... Wins, uh, right away, Cena wins, but, like, literally after he wins, Michael Cole, and I quote, says, this is typical Cena. And I'm like, you're not fucking wrong, mate. You're it takes, not. actually, it takes him three attitude adjustments to put, um... Oh, really? Put old Chrissy boy away. They do, they do build him as strong, that's for sure, I'm just... Yeah, no, it's not a, well, not, not a squash match, no. but it's like... It takes a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, like This Jer- must have been the start of the attitude adjustment, not actually really being a finisher. Mm, and Jericho's doing like actual like work Cena down, like he gets him in a full Nelson at yeah. some point, and I'm like, full Nelson, fuck yeah. Master lock shit. Yeah. I was disappointed there was no abdominal stretch, but you can't have everything <laughs> great in exactly. one match. But like it was just a very it's it's an odd atmosphere because for Cena's homecoming, the crowd is quiet. Quiet, because he's not from Boston. He's from West Newbury, wherever the fuck that is. I think it's I think it's basically our equivalent of like Penguin, where it's like, oh, there's a bowling alley there. No, wait, I'm thinking of a Voca. So many great Tasmanian fucking towns. But like, it's it's oh, like a shit. it's like a very small town as right near Boston. Yeah, no, exactly. I wouldn't care about it. Mm, like, but and you'd think that the crowd. Ricky Ponting is from Overston. It's the same thing. Who the fuck does anyone is anyone gonna know who Ricky Ponting Brody is? Brody will. This Ricky Ponting fella has never out. drawn a dime. Shout out Brody. <laughs> the captain of the Australian cricket team, tampered with a thousand balls, never drew a dime. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We should so, point out that Ricky Ponting never ball tampered. That was Steve Smith. Oh, okay. I just knew that these are some sick dated cricket references, mate. The ball tampering thing was like last week. 
It'll be day. People are gonna watch, listen to this podcast in twenty oh, years. Watch man. him. This watch is him. a this is a time cap. All right, sure. We can't control when like shit happens in this day, dude. Welcome to a current affair tonight. I'm like, oh, Jack. He's gonna. Are you listening to this in preparation balls. for WrestleMania sixty? Is oh, Roman Christ. Reigns the third gonna win the title? Oh uh, no, I think it's Undertaker still in the main event. Yeah. No, Literally just Undertaker a pile versus, of ash. No, it'll be Undertaker versus Roman Reigns Jr. And then Roman Reigns the third will be wrestling. Don't don't forget about Jason Jordan. He's going to be in those main events. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'll just be it. He'll be uh, Kurt Angle the twentieth will be wrestling <laughs> Roman Reigns the third. I feel like you put a lot of stock in like second and third generation superstars when in actuality they very rarely get over. Um, have you seen Nijax? <laughs> She's in a title match at WrestleMania. Yeah. At the same time, she's not... Oh, ex- also, this is a fun fact I picked up. Carmella is currently the longest, like, person to hold the Money in the Bank briefcase ever. Really? 281 days, if I remember didn't, correctly. Didn't Ziggler hold it past Mania as well, or...? Um, I don't know. But oh. that's just what I have read and heard. Maybe they switched the dates of the event. Yeah, around. probably, I would say. Because um, Money in the Bank was in July last year. Yeah, I think it used to be in July, but I don't think it is anymore. No, it's in June now. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Anyways, so... Anyway, at the end of this match... Cena wins, grabs the title, goes outside, hugs a bunch of cunts. The the third FU is cool, because it was like a roll-up. Oh, yeah, he does like the roly-poly bullshit. Yeah, roly-poly attitude. And he looks like he's going to shit his pants as he does it. Yeah. And then he goes outside, and we get a we get a sighting of John Cena's dad, yeah, John, John Cena, Cena Senior. <gasps> John Cena is a junior. John Cena the twentieth isn't that far away. Oh fuck off! Did you know that John Cena Senior is actually a manager on the Indies? Okay, he's the first like first generation like, like wait like literally his father is a manager on the Indies. Yes, well, and he he did I that. He said someone had a character as his dad. No, no. no. No, he, he manages on the indies and he did it because he's like, oh, my son's famous and I can now be a manager. <laughs> but yeah, so overall, good match, but fairly uninteresting there. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, as as we wrap things up. As we wrap it up for this episode of the PG Wrestling Retrospective, Retrospective. What was your match and moment of the night? You motherfucker, you stole my life. I did, I'll bitch. I'll you. Um, Eat my butt. <laughs> No, um, match of the night. I'll probably go for um, Team Orton versus Team Batista. Yeah, good, good match. I feel there, that. There, there wasn't really any solid like re- there was solid wrestling. There's nothing like holy fuck. Yeah, in this there was no, yeah, there was no Jericho Michaels to mm. hold this one up. Exactly. Moment of the night. Obviously, it would be a tie between you know Edge his return and subsequent subsequent title win and. Fucking boogeyman gobbledygooker boys. Moment of the night, Tony Atlas's arms. Is that yeah. is that a moment or that is that just a, a thing? No, that's just a moment and a thing. It's oh. everything. Tony Atlas's arms are. Is is Tony At- is Tony Atlas's arms also your match of the night? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. they fought each other. No, <laughs> <laughs> for screen time. <laughs> I would go yes with the. Uh, Orton Batista Survivor mm. Series match because I love Survivor Series matches and they should happen more often and they should happen without the modern day bullshit stipulation of SmackDown versus Raw. It's lazy and I hate it. Nah, 
I'd like it more if there was actually they're something like on the smashed, line. They smashed Bragg and Rats and Survivor Series together and it ended up with like a shitty version of both. I really hate the the SmackDown versus Raw matches only because all the wrestlers are wearing their fucking brand t-shirts. Yeah. And it and it just makes me very depressed. And it also is lazy because they're like the one night a year where SmackDown versus Raw go into competition with each other. Literally the next month is Clash of Champions. Like, hmm. like you're just wrestling each other again. SmackDown versus Raw. It's, Fuck it's, off. It's very <laughs> odd, and it's... So, I make Survivor Series great again. That's that's the new tagline for this podcast. Chant with me, Lewis. Make, it's not really a chant. Make, make Survivor, Survivor Series great, great again. Make Darren Young great again. Hashtag, what is it? Make MSGL. It's not a very good... No. That's not a very good hashtag. I'll make a better one for the next episode. Oh, from, from us, Stages and Dick Dogs. Stage? Thank you for joining us on this momentous fucking journey. I am very hungover. Tweeters! Um, tweeters! We are on the tweeters. Did you know that Twitter is a thing? And it's better than Facebook. It won't steal all your information. Well... But like, if you can find me on Facebook, add me. Well, I don't care. If you, no, if you can find me, go ahead. I'm never on Facebook, so don't fucking add me. Uh, at, I'll add him for you. I'll send you a link. At PG Wrestling Pod. That is at... On PG- Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Not Facebook. No. Fuck. <laughs> Facebook doesn't have ads, does it? No. Do we have a... We don't have a Facebook. No, because I'm barely on Facebook. Maybe when we get to, like, a million, like, fans. A million Patreons. <laughs> we'll be rolling in that Patreon. Rolling, 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 rolling. rolling. What? We get the Disney anyway, Channel let's, flow. let's get to this. At PG Wrestling. P-O-D. Yeah. Wrestling. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting from me? Just to say D. Uh, D. At PG Wrestling Pod, and you can send us an email. We do requests if you we want. We do. Brody sent us one last week, so He's, send us. Oh, he sent us a question, not a request. Well, what's the request for? No, just if, talk if, about you, event. if you want to show it for us to. Oh yeah, do. no, we exactly. Can, we'll do yeah. a special thing. Oh, we'll do it just for you. We'll send it just to you, listener. No, we'll li- no, we'll literally hang out and take one just for you, listener. You pay us fifty dollars. Buy me a oh, sandwich. Oh, not even fifty. Just give us. Oh, oh, I don't. We don't have a Patreon. Send me a PayPal, bro. No, just buy me like a Subway. I'll be right. Oh yeah. Buy me the new like big cheeseburger KFC. The big Ema- cheese. Yeah. I oh, love that shit. I ate one the other day and it looks fucking gross still. Yeah. It was really nice. I had one today actually. Anyway, yeah. Send there. us requests. PG Wrestling P O D at Gmail and for all of us big dogs, stitches, and fuckheads, I've been Jack. I've been hungover. The big dog and the big dog. Sunny out. Have a good one, man. Peace. <laughs>